Hey team, and welcome to the podcast where we send you into an introspective spiral. Just kidding, but not really. Look, let's get real for a minute. In this podcast, we'll be calling ourselves, each other, and society out on its bullshit and challenging you to get up close and personal with the barriers you have put up for yourself. Along the way, we'll be having some confronting conversations and give you the tools to change your own life. Because you know what? Empowered people empower others. So let's start this quarter all together. So what the fuck is stopping you? Hello and welcome to episode 13 of What the Fuck is Stopping You. Uh, number 13, unlucky for some, but today we will be talking about pink tax, which equally is unlucky for some. Today I'm joined by my regular friend, co-host, <laughs> counterpart, Kathleen. At me, I'm great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just finished eating an almond croissant. So Good. That life means. is better. We're also joined by our lovely friend Emma Foster again, as we were last week. And here she is again. Can't get rid of her. What a coinkadinkle. How lucky are we? So lucky. Did I just say coinkadinkle? Yep. I'm just gonna let it slide. Let it slide. Let it nice. slide. Yeah. So today we're all here to talk about the topic, which is pink tax. Now, just to preface. Emma and Kath don't know anything about, well, you know what it is, but we haven't like talked about this beforehand, so they wanted me to let you know as the listeners that if they seem uneducated, <laughs> ill-informed, that this is by design. We, don't, we want you all to learn the same thing at the same time. I also just did want to put out a quick disclaimer that we're talking about uh, gender discrimination in pricing today. Now, obviously, I'm well aware and fully respect that there aren't two genders, everything is on a spectrum. When I'm talking about women and men, I'm talking about people who identify as men and women. And look, if you're listening to this from the get-go and you're like, fuck that, there's only one, two genders, uh, men have it tough too, like probably this isn't the podcast for you, not even just the episode, like this probably isn't the podcast for you. So love you, respect you, be on your merry way. Moving swiftly along, pink tax. What is pink tax? Um, my like very kind of uneducated but personal opinion or knowledge of pink tax is that it's basically this idea that as females we have to pay more for things often and we have more to pay for simply because we have vaginas. Nice. Good summary. I feel like I can't really add any more uh, educated uh, I suppose knowledge to that so I think you've summed it up pretty well Kath yeah all right. I mean well amen sister pink tax is technically the tendency for products marketed specifically towards people who identify as women to be more expensive than those that are marketed to people who identify as men so it's basically as simple as that and you've hit the nail on the head I just put it in a more kind of in your face what the fuck is stopping you podcasty way, didn't I? We like to be upfront. We like to I hope you make one of those Canva quotes that I say, pink taxes, blah, 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 because we have vaginas. Yeah, mm. good. I like that too. So the thing with pink tax is though, is that it often is quite like a point of conflict for some people. Some people are very against the idea that pink tax is even a thing. And I don't want to, you know, put all men into one basket because obviously it's not all men and I get that. But often men will sort of argue that pink tax isn't a thing because sometimes they have to pay more for particular items as well. And look, it's not a fucking competition. Like, we get it. It's shit to be alive sometimes. Things are expensive. We get you. This is talking about the tendency for things that are marketed specifically <laughs> for women to often and 
almost always cost more than things that are marketed towards men. Another thing that I just wanted to point out as well before um, we get too far down the line is that pink tax isn't actually a tax, mm -hmm. that nothing is a tax on top of anything, that this isn't a government imposed tax that we're all experiencing, it's more of a marketer's way to make money, which we'll discuss later on. And the last thing that I just wanted to point out is that pink tax is not to be confused with period tax. Mm. So they're often lumped together, but I guess we're going on like a little bit of a tangent now, but tampon tax or period tax, again, if this topic puts you off, probably not the podcast for you, but tampon tax or period tax is a value added tax or sales tax, which is charged on tampons and other feminine hygiene products, while other you know, products that are considered basic necessities to live, like soap and those sort of items aren't taxed. Mm. So it's this thing in the world where if you have to buy a feminine product, like a pad or a tampon or whatever, you're going to be taxed on top of it because it's considered a luxury item. And I don't know about you guys, but there's nothing about my period that feels luxurious. Can't say I have any luxurious uh, memories from my period either. So, okay. Moon cups. Moon, Moon cups. cups are the way to go. Save your money. Would you say they're luxurious? Well, considering, no. <laughs> they're, they're actually also taxed. So you're paying tax on top of your moon cup as well. So the problem that I think that happens with period tax is that things that are also considered a necessity to live are exempt from tax, whereas period tax isn't. And the problem is, is that people who are menstruating don't have the choice mm. as to whether or not they're menstruating. And therefore, you know, these products should be considered a basic necessity to live and they should, therefore should be exempt from that luxury tax bracket. And I guess the big deal with this issue is that the average menstruator will spend $11,000 US on period products over their over their lifetime. Wow. And a survey in the United States found that 46 percent of women who are in the low income bracket will regularly have to decide between buying uh, period products versus food. So this is like a big issue. Again, it's not pink tax, but it's a massive issue on the side mm -hmm. that it didn't feel right to not talk about this Definitely. while we're talking about yeah. this topic as well. And look, just to put that into perspective, Period tax is alive and well in 30 of the 50 states in the United States. So it's really common. Um, and in the same states that have period tax, so these items being given a luxury tax bracket so you have to pay more, these same states have tax exemptions on a whole number of items which range from marshmallows, snowmobiles, uh, golf clubs, and gun club memberships. And just noting here, mainly uh, male-dominated mm. activities, which are not a necessity to live, whereas period products are a necessity for people who menstruate. So just... I think you know. Emma's husband mm. might... Um, Say otherwise. ...might argue that the golf clubs, not the marshmallows or the guns, but the golf clubs would be a necessity. But absolutely, absolutely. it just seems item. ridiculous that they would get a break and that something that we naturally need is a luxury. Yeah. The, the good news is, I guess, in terms of period tax is that most countries are now removing period tax and the, uh, most countries are actually also going as far to remove the cost for these products to the public in general. So that's happening in New Zealand at the moment. You know, you can often get free uh, period products at your local restrooms and public spaces. So good news, we are moving in the right direction mm. with period tax. However, there has been 
very little if any movement towards reducing pink tax so this is where we kind of come back to this issue of pink tax but again just to point out period tax and pink tax are two different things and can i just add something if you're listening to this and you're thinking oh but come on like tampons are like what four dollars for a packet and um, that's not that much i think that you need to be reevaluating and considering your privilege yeah. This. And I know that sitting at this table, we probably come from a well, we do we come from a place of privilege. I've never once thought, oh my gosh, how am I gonna am I gonna this. choose to buy feminine products over food this week? Um, so I acknowledge that we acknowledge that, and I hope that as listeners, that you might be able to acknowledge your privilege as well. Hundred percent. Yeah. Cool. Well, not cool, but you know what I mean. Mm. Anyway. So if we're thinking back to pink tax, basically what we're talking about is discrimination on pricing based on your gender. So what does a product that is marketed for men look like versus a product that is marketed for females? You, I think I have I an have example. a brilliant example. Recently I went to go buy um, Triglide, just for like reference, it's a kind of a... Um, Not a lubricant. lubricant. It's a lubricant. Yeah. It's a lubricant that you place around your your neck when you're doing like ocean swims, or people use it just to stop chafing and things like that. Anyway, I had um, done some research on what I needed to buy, and so I walked into the store. I won't name them, um, and I asked the guy at the front. I was like, "Oh, where is the Triglide?" And he said, "Here it is." And he grabbed it for me, and I was like, "Sweet," because I'm just an in and out shopper. And I got to the front desk, and it was like a couple of more dollars. I think it was like two dollars more expensive. And I was like, oh, online, I, you know, I saw that it was this, this price. Um, and so firstly, I was kind of like rolled my eyes at the fact that he just naturally grabbed the pink one for me, but I was like, whatever, I'll let that slide. But then I got there and um, I questioned why it was more expensive. I thought maybe it's cheaper online and if that's the case and I might like do a click and click, but I was like, ah, suck it up, it's $2, stop being a stingy bitch. Anyway, <laughs> I asked him... I like questioned it and he was like, oh, uh, this one's more expensive because it's the girl one and it smells like strawberries. And I just thought, how fucking unnecessary yeah. for my neck to smell like strawberries and for me... <laughs> while you're in the ocean. While I'm in the ocean and for me to pay an extra 2 or $3 for this. And I think as well, like you could chalk that up to upselling. So he might have been just trying to get that extra $2 out of your customer purchase but I very much doubt that if a male had have walked into the store and asked for Triglide he would have given them the pink totally. one yeah. and look like nothing personal to him I don't think that he consciously made that decision to like put me in the like in a position where I'm going to buy the pink one I think it's probably the world that we live in hashtag patriarchy and um, that had put him in that position and the fact that it was being sold like that yeah and you're you giving no options kind of either yeah it's like institutionalized isn't it and this poor guy is just the guy that's now on the receiving end of this podcast and me at the front counter but yeah I guess the, a really great point that you've pointed out here Kath is that when we're thinking about products that are marketed for males versus females there's typically very little if any difference between the two items and what companies and marketing companies specifically are doing when they're doing this different type of product is they're using this motto or this phrase which is called shrink it and pink it basically all they're doing is they're often making an item a little bit smaller because you know we're little you know we've got small hands we little can't woman. carry much um and then they're making it pink so it's completely cosmetic for the most part these changes that are between these two different but types if of we're really products. thinking about things that are little pink and shrink it's probably more mean <laughs> Call it out, sister. <laughs> Call it out. 
But yeah, exactly. That's the point. The, for the most part, the items aren't different between the, you know, in quotation mark, male versus female items. Sometimes the scent changes, as Kath's pointed out. Sometimes the color of the product itself will actually change. So if you're thinking about triglite, I don't know what color it is, but if it was like pink, maybe, you know, that could be a determining factor between the two. But for the most part, it's the marketing that's changing. It's not the actual product itself. Okay, so if you can picture going to a supermarket and there's a men's body wash Ooh, yeah. on the aisle versus a woman's body wash, like what is the difference? Pink, flowers, some female washing herself in a luxurious <laughs> shower, just feeling amazing. Yeah. Emma? And uh, the men's body wash would just be dark and uh, very un welcoming, I suppose. Unwelcoming. Mm. Love it. Yeah, typically men's body wash is like in blue or grey sort of packaging. It will have like some sort of manly scent, like mm. pine or charcoal. Charcoal. Is that a smell? Steel. Or <laughs> Africa. 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 <laughs> and typically on the product it will have words like sports or yeah. active or rugged or tough or protect, you know, like they're all Active words, they're very... Caveman. Yeah, very... <laughs> caveman, yeah. Neanderthal. <laughs> three in one. Shampoo and conditioner. No, they're like, they're like eight in one. Like, you can wash your hair, your body, and your car with this item. <laughs> and you know what? You can also feed your dog it. <laughs> but then for the women's items, it's like you can only use this on your left elbow. If you're blonde and you don't have a lisp. Blue-eyed. Exactly, exactly. So women's body wash bottles, they're typically like pink or purple or white as well the like lighter colors and then they'll have a feminine scent which is like typically floral that you don't really get much steel scented women's products yeah what if i want to smell like charcoal steel chainsaws exactly and you know what that's your prerogative and they often have words on them like soft and nourishing and delicate delicate yeah exactly and even sometimes they say things like ageless and let's like not even get into that mm. because the it's fact that men get better as they age and women don't like that can actually just fuck off in my opinion anyway but then like the problem is is that you've got these two items that look different but when you flip them over they're typically the same yeah. exact thing maybe a couple different scent products in there but we're effectively being marketed the same product in two different ways and then this is correlating to some sort of price difference and I just want to call myself out for a second mm. because I used to work with this um, woman who she would buy men's deodorant and at the time she told me about this and I was like oh why would you want to smell like a man that's so weird that you're shopping for products that are you know in the opposite gender to the one that you're identifying with what a fucking dickhead I was back then because like who the fuck cares what you smell like or what gendered item that you're buying like who actually gives a shit more power to her because she was buying it because a she liked the scent and b because it was cheaper i think also we can probably call ourselves out when you were you know saying well if you flip the bottles over they're a bit different i think that we're kind of like subconsciously as females told oh but no there's a quality difference or there is a slight difference but let's be real when it comes down to the nitty-gritty that there isn't that much difference or you could look at it like this and um, when you're thinking of like shampoos and conditioners we're like we have to have a shampoo and a conditioner but like there is not a female marketed three-in-one you know shampoo and conditioner whatever it is out there like it's real you've just kind of got to take your 
take your patriarchy glasses off. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say as well, even things like skincare, I don't really think that women typically have better skin than men. Do you know that you don't actually really need to use soap yeah, too? Sorry, exactly. that was a tangent. Mm. Yeah, so we're just all falling for this marketing scheme that's wrapped up in a loosely veiled patriarchy lenses. Mm. You're right, Kath. And look, the difference at the end of the day is that there is a 6% price difference on average between body washes that are marketed to men and body washes that are marketed to females. And look, the thing as well is that 6% might not seem like much, and I get that it's hard to put that percentage into an actual value, but it does sort of add up over time. So rather than me sort of regurgitating stats at you and saying body wash is 6% more for females than it is for males, I want to play just a little game. So basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to list a number of items and then I'm going to basically get you to call out what you think the difference is in percentage wise between these two products. Some of them are items that we may typically think are gendered or with our patriarchal lenses on we may justify that they're gendered mm. because of different products in them and then some of them are so far from needing to be gendered at all that it's kind of ridiculous. Okay so the first item, shampoo, what do you think? I think that men's would be maybe three, four dollars cheaper on average. I think it depends. You look at like the range of true. You could go to the hairdressers and buy quite oh, expensive. We're justifying it. We're justifying mm. it. Mm. Stop justifying it. Um, I'd say probably closer to ten bucks on average difference. Yep. So granted, these are taken from the internet from uh, United States stores. Mm. So just prefacing this here, don't come at me if you go into your supermarket and this isn't the price difference that you're seeing. But on average, a woman's shampoo will cost $8.40 and a men's shampoo will cost $5.70, which is a 38.5% difference between a men's and a woman's shampoo. And I get that natural inclination to justify mm. it because women have typical hair that needs more work. But on that justification, is that because we're told as females we need to have this nice shampoo yes. and conditioner? But I don't think that any of the guys we know in our life would feel the pressure to go to the hair mm. salon. Like, do they get upsold products when they're at the barber? Does that do you know what happens to you? They're like, now I've just used this luscious banana flavoured blah 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 blah. Not that that's ever happened, it's not bananas, but you know, they use it yeah. and then they try and sell it to you and you feel kinda of like pressured to to buy into that. Do they do that when they go to the barbers? I doubt it. Don't think so. Beauty standards there. This is mm. where we need at Andrew Suku. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so another personal care type item, razors. What do you think? Oh. oh, personally, I actually prefer men's razors as yes. well. I women's have... razors are horrendously okay. bad. Pro tip: buy men's razors. I, I, I've bought a men's razor before. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Gosh, yes. So on Look average, a woman's razor will cost seventeen dollars. Talking about like proper, not mm. the disposable ones. A male razor will cost fourteen dollars, which is a nineteen percent difference between the two products. They're effectively the exact same thing. And men's They're just colours different. Well. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so what about items that aren't in the personal care realm and maybe you wouldn't typically think of as being gendered items? So, you know, we can kind of think of shampoo and razors being mm. gendered. This, this next category of things that you would never consider to okay, be gendered at all. The only difference between these items is the colour of the packaging. They're, they're exactly the same in every other sense. Stool softener. Oh, what? Stool softener, for those who don't know, is like a... Yeah, it's like a... A oh. supplement that you can take that makes it easier for you to move your bowels. They're different, differentiated by so gender? By colour. The packaging colour is blue for males 
and pink for females. Strange that they have to have different mm. products. Mm. Well, because we're this is a um, FTP, fuck the patriarchy, mm. not the police. Um, episode i'm gonna say that in some i don't even know what the cost of a stool softener would be um but i'm gonna say go on like five dollars more expensive mm, yeah i'd probably say so, so like a 40 percent markup so women's stool softener is $11.99 and men's is $11.49 so there's a four mm. percent difference there which i get sounds like not very much when we're thinking about but shampoo why? being 40 percent difference but that's the point why calculators one is pink, one is grey. Oh. What's the difference? 50 cents. $2. So for a pink calculator, you will be paying $8. For a grey calculator, you will be paying $7, which is a 13% mm. difference. Why? Why? What is the point? What about earplugs? One's pink, one's blue. The one that is blue is uh, called Heroes. Great pun. Mm. The one that is called uh, that is pink is called Beauty Sleep. So the women's earplugs, $5.80. Male earplugs, $4.60 for a 23% difference in the price. What? Why? What is the purpose? What about ankle support? <laughs> Can you describe? So like a, you know, those, like a brace, um, a brace that right. you put on your ankle. The only difference in these items is that one is packaged pink, one is packaged blue. Going to go on a percentage here of 21%. Ooh, I like that guess. I'm going to say 15 so a woman's ankle support is $26.99 and a male man- <laughs> uh, male ankle support is $17.99 for a 40% difference Shiza. in price. And here's the one that pisses me off the most, okay? This is basically just a whole episode where I'm able to rant about something that pisses me off. Uh, children's bike helmet. Now, both of these bike helmets, sorry, Kath, because I know this is a tough topic for you, yeah. that big old noggin of yours. <laughs> Both of these bike helmets are Paw Patrol. They have the exact same pattern on them, except one has a pink background and the other has a blue background. 38%. God, I, I feel like my guess is this going to be way out now. But, you know, Paw Patrol's a, a jam, so... Well, if you're a female child, mm. you will be paying $25.49. And if you are a male child, you'll be, you will be paying $20.46, which is a 21% oh. difference. How sad too that that is start so young. Start so 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 young and literally the same. Like I'm sure they both had Chase, who's the main character of Paw Patrol. You don't know. Oh, look at you go. Can you tell a bit quicker? <laughs> so I guess what we've kind of come to at the end of this little game is that there is a very clear difference in the prices of basic items between things that are sort of targeted for male or females. I guess sometimes people think that it's fair for certain items to cost more and they're typically in that personal care realm of shampoos, body washes, conditioners, but as Kath's pointed out, kind of calling bullshit on that because Mm. at the end of the day there's not enough difference to justify a 40% Mm. price increase if you're a female for packaging essentially. And the thing as well that I really wanted to point out with that little quiz is that pink tax doesn't stop at those personal care items. We're going all the way from shampoos through to stool softeners, earplugs, children's toys, and sort of the list goes on. And this even extends out all the way to the end of your life into things that are senior care items. So I don't know if you know this, but if you're picking up a walking cane, literally the same item, you will pay more for a gendered 
female walking cane than a male gendered walking cane. So we're going from very early stages of where diapers cost more as a female, all the way through to end of life stages where you're still paying more to be a female. And we're not even touching on the difference in the cost for services. So what we're talking about today is pink tax on consumables or mm. items that you can purchase, but there's also a pink tax on services uh, like women's healthcare costs more than male healthcare. Dry cleaning typically costs more if you're a female. Uh, automotive services, we've, I think we've all experienced that if you're a female, that you get a $23 increase on average just for being a female going into an automotive repair store. And quite a patronising comment as you yep. leave. Yeah, absolutely. And then the one that pisses me off the most, which I've never understood, haircuts. Mm. Why are they so expensive? My hair may be the same length as a male, but he gets charged $20 less on average. For what? Makes no sense to me. So on average, as a woman, or someone who's like, who identifies as a woman and buys gendered items that are targeted for women, you can expect to pay 7% more on average per product. But some studies are actually finding that estimate to be more closer to 46% more on average per item. Mm -hmm. So big range there, but the bottom line is, is that you're paying much more to be a female. And Again, I get that this doesn't sound like much, percentages aren't something that most people's brains work in, but if you work it out cost-wise, again, this is in US dollars, but you're paying around $1,351 per year for the privilege of buying gendered items as a female, and by the time that you're six years old, you've already paid $6,755 for the privilege of buying pink items. By 18, that number has extended out to $24,318 so, $24, at 30, which is sort of the age that we're all kind of coming to for the most of our listeners here. But if you're 30, you're looking at having spent $40,000 over your lifetime on pink tax. And if you're lucky enough to make it to 100, you've spent $135,000 for the privilege of being a female and buying these gendered items. And I'm sure with those calculations and inflation, that would be even higher by the time you get to 100. Yeah, and this is with that conservative 7% average. Mm. So if we're getting higher than that, which it looks like it actually is, that number is even more blown out. So when we're thinking, oh, you know, paying 4% more for stool softener, big deal, like mm. suck it up, if it's actually averaging out to be over $1,000 a year, this isn't including period items as well. This is mm. just for things that are marketed as pink. And not services either. Yep, it's we're paying so much money. And I guess that brings us to the next point of where is that money going? Like mm. surely if we're paying that much money in extras. In marketing. In marketing, what is what is mm. the point? Where is it going? And the point is, is that it's, it's not an actual tax. The government isn't taking this money. So mm. where does it end up? So there's, there's kind of, three justifications that companies give for this price difference between gendered items. So the first one is product differentiation, which is what we've touched on. So they're, they're kind of palming off this increased cost in the sense that women's products cost just a little bit more to make or to market, so they're putting the cost in, onto the sense. The second is tariffs. So tariffs are sort of a cost that you have to pay when you're moving things between countries and, and doing trade. So the example that they give is that the women's clothing tariff is 15.1%, whereas men's clothing is 11.9%. So there is a little bit of a difference there, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that should translate through to the customer. Totally. And you have to think, well, what's beyond that or above that? Why is there a tariff higher for females' clothes than 
mean god it's like why what's the difference exactly and then the last one is price sensitivity which is basically this belief that women are less sensitive to pricing and therefore are willing to spend more so they just charge us more because they can and effectively the bottom line is is that we're being charged more for these items because we can and because no one is standing up against it no no government is saying Emma no is when she buys her male razor yes exactly mm, and i guess i guess look the money isn't going anywhere good it's not like this money is going towards education or mm. roads or whatever a normal tax would but it is going to line the company's pockets and they the see the it as an opportunity yeah 100 percent. they're just profiting off us and look i'm about to make you feel a little bit worse about the pink tax if you weren't already feeling a little bit shitty about it. So on average, women are paying a conservative estimate of 7% more to live than women. Cool. Uh, Sorry, than men. So cool. Love that for us. On top of that, let's not forget about the wage gap. So on average, white women earn 20% less than white men. And that difference increases with different ethnicities, wherein black women earn 34% less than white men. And Hispanic women earn 42% less than white men. And yes, before you come for us, we get it. It's it's a, a sliding scale. Sometimes women earn more than men. Fuck off. Like, that's not the point of this podcast. And on top of that, there's this societal pressure for women to stay home and raise the children. So we're not only having to pay more for the items that we're purchasing. We're getting paid less for the work that we do. But we're also expected to stop work for a big chunk of our lives to look after family members, whether that be raising children or looking after elderly Mm. parents as they go through their stages of life. So it feeds into this cycle wherein women pay more to live but get paid less to live and men are kind of exempt from this thing that's going on in women's lives on a day-to-day basis. Fuck. Shit's fucked. Yeah, and I guess, like, we're not sort of going over this whole thing saying that women have it really hard and men don't which kind of is the case but yes there are some some items that are more expensive for men and i guess the first example that comes to my mind is underwear underwear is very expensive for men and it's typically quite a lot cheaper for women so there are some things that fall outside this pink tax realm but the overwhelming majority of items are priced at a higher price point when they're uh, when there's this gender discrimination in terms of pricing and I guess beyond the numbers and the figures is the underlying reason as to why that's happening and I think that that's what angers me the most there's, there's the money which is a flow and effect but it's the fact that um, there have you know there have been people fighting for these kind of rights for years and years yet it's still kind of happening in this kind of quite passive way that we are all subconsciously like going along with yeah and i think it also feeds back to this idea that like why is there the need to gender items in the first place so i get like we're talking about what the fuck is the point of pricing them different but what is the purpose of gendering like a deodorant or a stool anyway, softener or a stool softener mm-hmm. or any of these items it's really feeding into that sort of delineating of roles of you're a female Mm. you're a male so you must fit this characteristic of being feminine and soft and delicate and then you as a male must be tough and protective and rugged like aren't we past that point as a society now and i think if you're listening to this and you're like oh it's not that big of a cost if you listen to what erin just said about kind of you know men must be hard hunting and fishing female must be soft that is so damaging in so many other ways you think of the flow-on effects the consequences of that kind of ideal Mm. that people accept 
Yeah. And I think we're also at the point as a society where we can recognize now that genders aren't black and white, male and female. You know, there's there, there's more than that now. Mm-hmm. So by putting people into two categories is also really damaging. Yeah. So the whole idea of the pink tax to me is just this conglomerate fuck up of a society that we've all kind of reached this point to. And it pisses me off that we don't talk about it more and that governments aren't doing enough. So if you're listening to this episode and you're like me and you're thinking what the actual fuck what can we do about pink tax there's unfortunately not a lot that we can do but the first thing that I will say is don't fall for fake answers sometimes people try to argue that women's products including tampons and things like that should be tax free or free to the public and instead condoms should be charged this tax that's also like an anti-woman sentiment because who gets the outcome of that condoms being charged more and people not wanting to use them so like let's not fall for false answers where the answer isn't to tax men's items more the answer isn't to start taxing different items differently the answer is is to remove the ability for marketing companies to charge more for a product that's Uh, you know essentially the same exactly and I think that goes back down to the why and I think Emma has hit the nail on the head if you want to buy the fucking item that is marketed for the gender that you think is better priced like doesn't matter don't be like me and think that oh that you know I can't wear a men's deodorant because it will make me smell like a man like fuck off who cares just buy the men's one especially if it's razors because that's an absolute life hack not only are they priced better but they work better and if you're like me and you have a big head you're naturally going to go for the men's helmet anyway and there's nothing wrong with that there isn't another thing that you can do is support companies that don't use discriminatory pricing so if you're looking at body washes and you can see one product by I'm not going to call it out because I don't know any of them, but one one company has got a price difference between a male and a female shampoo and another one doesn't go support the one that mm. doesn't use discriminatory pricing. Another thing that you can do is call it out when you see it. So this is not only in stores where you see maybe one product costing more for a, ma- a male versus female or vice versa. Um, also call it out to service providers. So if you go to a mechanic and they want to charge you more, because you're a female, call it out when you mm. see it. Don't don't let it slide because the problem is is that we're letting it slide because no one's talking about I it. I would like to add my mechanic story. When I got my last car, um, I asked the the guy was like showing me different things and I was like, Oh, and is that that's oh that's the oil checky thing. Oh my gosh, digging myself in here. But like I was like, that's where I'm gonna check the oil right and he said, No love, you'll just ask a man to check it for you. Well, one big thing that we can do is just talk about it more as well, make people more aware that the pink tax is a thing so that we're not falling into this cycle of having to pay more every Mm. year. Because if we know that there's that difference there, we can actively make decisions to not purchase into that cycle, which is better for our pockets at the end of the day. And I guess the last thing that I just wanted to point out is that if you are a male or if you identify as male and you've been listening to this podcast and you're like, yeah, okay, that kind of sucks, but like not my problem kind of is your problem be an ally don't just mm. think you know i can i don't have to pay this tax so therefore it's not my problem you should probably pull your head out your ass <laughs> and just be able to recognize that this is unfair and that women shouldn't have to or people that identify as women shouldn't have to pay this extra money amen 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 sister friend yeah so that kind of brings us to the end of today's episode basically all i want to let you know is that you have to pay more to pay to to purchase a gendered item and that people who typically associate 
themselves with those items are getting paid less to be able to purchase them in the first place. Hashtag fuck the patriarchy, fuck the pink tax. Let's do something about it. And a natural transition to finish the podcast would be to follow us on Instagram, like, subscribe, and um, hashtag FTP. As in fuck the patriarchy. Yes. We, we support the New Zealand police. Yes. We do. Thank you, Emma, for joining us again. And thank you, Erin, for quite a... Um, passionate. Passionate episode from Erin. Yes. I wish we actually filmed this one. There were a lot of flailing arms and aggression in Erin's face, but I hope that you feel the passion listening to this. Nga mahi. Nga mahi. Nga mahi.